Um, so yeah, it's Potluck Sunday. We're celebrating our, our birthday. Yay. And for those of you who might be joining us more recently, we've been in this new former location for, I think, about seven weeks. Is it seven weeks? Yeah. And during this time, maybe that in my mind we have, um, during this time of, um, of being in between, of leaving our former church building to landing in this place, we have sat in the woes and the woes <laughs> of being kind of sort of but not yet settled, right? It's going to take some time. And if you recall, for the month of August, we were breaking bread together. And this is as we were reestablishing our footing in our church's community. This was our way of worshiping together in person and online. So we were breaking bread and we were sharing various bread breakfasts throughout the month of August. We had muffins, we had donuts, we had bagels on certain Sundays and preparing for our new sermon series that we are launching today. And this sermon series is going to be focused on God's various tables that bring us closer in relationship and understanding of Him, hopefully ourselves, and others better. So for the next 12 weeks, we launch into stories from the Old Testament that convey the good news that through the living Christ, all would be invited to be rescued and redeemed in anticipation of God's glory when the new kingdom comes. And week to week, we will learn how God prepares the way, depicted as the host of Israel, providing divine nourishment and peace for the people, promising that one day his presence will be known in full glory. There will be a banquet feast between God and his people like no other. Can you imagine that table? Imagine the finest banquet. Okay, good. You got that? Okay, now we come back to real-time reality. This is, this is the table that we've prepared for today, like this. And if you think about it, a table can actually be quite uninviting under certain circumstances. At least for me, one of the great things I like about potluck is that you sort of get to pick and choose what you want to eat and where you want to eat it, where you want to sit in the room, who you want to sit with. And when you get to sit next to people that you know and you really like, the conversations, they become as nourishing and enjoyable as the food. I think God realized this as there are so many experiences in the Bible centered around meals and tables. In fact, the passage today from the book of Luke is filled with Jesus dining with others. So in Luke, we see Jesus on his way to meals, he's at meals, he's coming from meals. Why? Because the table symbolized God's active presence among his people. It wasn't just about eating the food, but it was a space where one could come and bring the weight of what they were carrying, their shame, their hopelessness, their injustices, their fears, their celebrations. For some, that may sound comforting, but for others, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to come to the table to do that. Have you ever been invited to a gathering where you knew no one 
but because of the host, you felt you had to show up. Anybody? Right? Obligation? Right? Many people experience some apprehension when they go to these kinds of situations. Some just say, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to show up. My most recent experience of this was when I got an invitation to the Hawaii Christian Legal Society. And I say invitation, but really it was just a broad reach. Come, come, you know, and see what we're about as Christian lawyers. And I've been really curious about this organization for years, many years. But for some reason this year, I finally decided to accept the invitation to attend their annual luncheon. I think two things kept me from pulling out and leaving the registration um, as I was checking into the dining area that day. One was that I had already prepaid for my lunch and it was quite a bit through a time. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna like forfeit that, right? And the second one was I had never been to the Bankers Club at the top of the first Hawaiian Bank building since they <laughs> renovated. And I was curious, this was my chance to go. So I went and walking into this dining area, which is beautiful. You ought to see the bathroom, it's amazing. The view in the bathroom is amazing. But walking amidst the dozen or so dining tables, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anyone. I mean, these are all attorneys, but there are thousands of attorneys here now. And I didn't realize here that there's so many Christian attorneys, wow. And when I saw a table that looked like a friendly bunch, I approached to ask, can I join you? And she said, oh, no, 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 I'm holding the seat for someone. <laughs> right? Okay. So um, nobody in that, in that time I was there, like I, I looked new and lost. No one said, come, come join us. Not one person. And I wasn't willing to go up to the table with the few scary looking older attorney men guys talking. And so I ended up asking this, this little larger table group of young women who actually turned out to be law students. And I sat with them and we had a good conversation. I enjoyed chatting with them. But you know, this wasn't the time for one of those really deep, meaningful conversations, right? We're just, we're just there, we listen to a speaker. Um, but yeah, when I left, I thought, and I was one of the first to leave because I really wanted to go. <laughs> I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is like not just a lunch, this is a lunch of Christians, right? And so I was, I have to say, I was a little bit like, oh, I thought they would be a little bit more hospitable. I thought they would be a little bit more inviting. So, um, yeah. Anyway, leaving, I think God was saving me from the discomfort. But so this story, I know it's probably not convincing you to approach God's table, right? But the passage today, I think that will. And so it's one that we've read together and it's rich in lessons, so many lessons. But for today, I have chosen to focus on that section of this um, story where Jesus is setting the table in preparation for us to come to be with him and to learn from him. And so this is from Luke 24, verses 28 through 35. If you have, if you don't have a um, printout bulletin, raise your hand and maybe we can try to get some. I don't know if we have some outside. Okay, sorry, Pastor Dell doesn't have one, so, okay. 
Um, so this is two people journeying on um, Emmaus Road, and this is right after the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. So as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while we, he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord, food for our journey. Thanks be to God. The story of these two people begins, right, several verses earlier, and they are traveling by foot, going seven miles from Jerusalem on the road to Emmaus. And one we know is a man named Cleopas, who is labeled as a disciple of Jesus. The other is believed to be his wife, Mary. And both are baffled and saddened and trying to make sense of the outcome of Jesus who had just died on the cross three days earlier and whose tomb was now empty. Their hope for a savior was dashed. As they are talking to one another, Jesus himself joins them on the road and starts a conversation by asking, what, what are you talking about? What's going on, right? And they've no idea who they're talking to. These two travelers are strangers to Jesus and yet, he approaches them to question them, to remind them that prophets have predicted that the Messiah would die and then rise. And verse 28 picks up where they are just about to part ways and they invite Jesus to stay with him for the night, to share a meal with him. It looks like they are hosting Jesus, yet at the table, Jesus is the one who breaks bread and gives thanks and reveals himself as host and makes space for his creation, a man and a woman to come. So in your sermon notes, our first point is the table is set to make space for number one, the host and all creation. So the host and all creation. And so the table is set for God to come and in this case, God as Jesus. I hope you can see that. Too often, we, we, we're so good at hospitality here at Wellspring. We really are. We host an event or a meal thinking that just because we do the inviting, that we are the host. And to some degree, practically speaking, you plan the setting and the table. You plan the food, the menu, right? You do the inviting. But the true host, when you make space for him, is the Lord Jesus by and through the Holy Spirit. And the true host makes it a point to be very much inclusive. 
to invite strangers, sinners, the broken, the lost, the unsaved, all of his creation to be fed and be in the presence of the God of hospitality. The Greek word that means hospitality is philo and xenia put together. Philo means love and xenos is like, I don't know much. I haven't taken Greek yet, guys, sorry. <laughs> means strangers. So when you put it together, philo, xenia, it is love of a stranger, love of a stranger. And we use the word hospitality to talk about Jesus's way of making everyone feel welcomed, accepted, and loved, and to understand and gain insight really into Jesus's character and his values. Even if it means sometimes that Jesus is having to make a point to correct us or to convey how God himself could be overcome with people's bad behavior. Remember, Jesus overturned tables at the temple to make his anger and displeasure known for profiting in the marketplace rather than treating it as a sacred place of prayer. Jesus also defied laws and public opinion and ate with those on the margins of society, those who you and I might hesitate to ask to sit at our table. Coming to the table to be with someone you wouldn't normally share a conversation or a meal with is a great way to extend and live into the hospitality of Jesus. What is stopping you? Who will you invite? Who will you invite? Jesus made room at the table for everyone. Even Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was invited to the Last Supper. And I'm sure Jesus was hoping for the best in this disciple, even knowing that he was paid off to betray him. We know Jesus dined with tax collectors, who in those days were just seen as ugh, the worst, like Zacchaeus, and received water to drink from a Samaritan woman at the well. At this moment with the two strangers from Emmaus, one who was not even recognized by society because she was a woman, at this moment, Jesus was a guest of theirs, but also host, welcoming the two because they were people, part of his creation. And they were open to sharing life and feelings and experiences with him. Our second point today is that the table is set to make space for, this is in line with our theme, our potluck of feelings and experiences, our potluck of feelings and experiences. And you know the famous quote from Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> okay, well, I think potlucks are a lot like that too. People bring amazing things. And one thing about God's table is that he invites us to bring a potluck of our feelings and our experiences. When you get together with people and you are open to the presence of God, being with you in that setting, God can bring amazing things to the table. I can recall times I've met with a person and 
when we began to take a risk to be brave and to be vulnerable with our feelings and emotions, to tell our stories in a safe space, there is this connection. There is some understanding. There's clarity. And oftentimes the beginnings of healing and transformation. When Jesus probed these two people on the uh, on the road to Emmaus, he was opening up space for them to share their despair and to listen to what was really going on in them, fear of lost hope because their hope in Jesus had died with him. Their mutual invitation to spend time together in deeper and meaningful ways to break bread together was literally eye-opening as that is when they became aware that this was the risen Christ sitting right in front of them. So I ask you, friends, are you willing to share a potluck of experiences and feelings with each other? Well, guess what? I'm about to ask or give you the opportunity to do that. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of, um, pa Pastor Becca said it was going to be fun. Okay, so I second that. Let's, let's make it fun, okay? So we're going to do this exper uh, experience now. And what we're going to have you do is in a minute, um, I'll kind of say, okay, get up and go to the station that you want. So there's one here, there's a table at the entrance, there's one where the camera is there, and then there's two tables back here, round tables. And uh, John's going to play some music for about two or three minutes, and you're going to go, and there's a bunch of cards and pictures on the table, all different photos. And so you're going to pick a card that for you, it resonates with you. Like, this is kind of how I'm feeling. This is a depiction of of me right now, okay? And so I picked this card. If you can see, it's um, a little wooden person that is like climbing on rocks, but also there's a rock on that little person. Oh, I can't stand too close there, okay? And so um, I picked this and it's because I'm feeling really weighted down with a lot of things that are happening in life because it's school started again and my, my work's gotten busy and you know church this is a this is a really important critical and um you know it's a time where we have lots of decisions to make right with setting up and so sometimes it feels like even though that i'm climbing but then yeah there's still something pressing down okay so this is what you're going to do you're just going to pick a card that kind of resonates with you and where you're at now. And then after you have three minutes when the music's playing like musical chairs, and when it stops, I'd like you to come back to your chair and I'd like you to share with the person that is sitting next to you, okay? You don't have, it doesn't have to be right next to you if you feel like you wanna you know, share that with someone else because we're practicing just being able to say, this is how I'm feeling today and this is kind of why. Okay, and I'll give you about five minutes to do that with each other, okay? So, John, if you can just get us started, go ahead and get up and go to the tables. Okay. So can I ask? I think it's great. Everyone's good with sharing their feelings and experiences. No problems. We're good. I don't have to belabor that point. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm going to just ask um, any comments. Are there any comments that you want to share out loud about how that experience was for you? Any, was it wasn't bad, right? I hope it wasn't too bad, too traumatic, yeah? Okay. Hopefully you met some people, learned a little more about them. Okay, and I'm guessing that um, just by all the talking, there was truly a potluck of feelings and experiences. So, okay. So we gave you that prompt to make it easier. And I guess one of my questions would be, if you didn't have the prompt, how easy would that be? If you didn't have the card with you, how easy would it be for you to have done that? Okay, so think about that. And I do wanna say, if you picked a card and it was like, wow, this really hits home for me, feel free to keep the card, okay? If you, if, if you wanna return it, you can put it back on one of the tables. We'll probably use it in some other church exercises, but really, if it really meant something to you and stirred something, keep the card. You'd rather you have it, okay? So, okay, let's see, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that felt a little more comfortable and safe. Um, and I think Wellspring in general, um, actually thanks to Pastor Dale as you've shaped the church and given us vision, you've really helped us to be more open about, you know, just talking about, yeah, this is this is who I am. This is what I bring. These are my genuine feelings. And um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, and so that's, that's my hope is that it's gonna get easier. God's hope. God's hope is that you would begin to extend hospitality, that's love for strangers, to those beyond our church community, to people unlike you or me, to make space at the table because Jesus made space for everyone. I spoke with a woman last week who was holding her feelings of angst and worry over her child's mental health. Her child was really depressed and she was holding all this inside. She came to see me for something completely different, but was able to share that somewhere in the conversation just by my asking like, really, how are you doing? And so when she shared that, she said it just felt so, um, for her just releasing and freeing. Cause she said, I can't talk about my feelings with anybody because my husband tells me not to, you know? And I think that's a cultural thing, I have to say. I think a lot of it might be generational and cultural, but she, she basically said I couldn't. And then I met with them again for something else. And she was able to say like, I can't share my feelings cause you tell me not to, but I'm gonna share them anyway. And so it was, yeah, it was a really, yeah, it was a beautiful moment of, of, and me, and I sat there and I thought, yeah, that was really the Holy Spirit's presence to be able to orchestrate and work that, right? So when these moments come up and they begin to unfold before they even do pray, pray for the Holy Spirit's presence to be at the table with you to extend the kind of love to strangers that Jesus did simply by having this openness at the table for them to bring their potluck of feelings and experiences to be shared. And finally, the table is set to make space for unlimited servings of God's goodness and mercy. Unlimited, like potluck, you can go back as many times as you want. Okay, 
servings of God's goodness and glory when Jesus sat to share a meal with the two he had met on the road to Emmaus and as they willingly invested their time and presence to listening closely to each other. As the two people chose to be open to Jesus's words and teaching, because he was doing that, if you read carefully in the scripture. And as they chose to partake in receiving the breaking of bread with Jesus, their eyes were opened. Their vision was clear as God's vision was shared with them and their lives were forever changed. At that moment, although Jesus disappeared from their sight, unlimited servings of God's goodness and glory were bestowed upon them. God's joy, his mercy, his promise, his forgiveness, and most of all, love that reestablished their purpose to follow and be a part of God's great mission by serving him. There was no more doubt, as had been the case when they left Jerusalem and walked away from the table. In fact, they recalled in verse 32 how there was a fire burning in their hearts as they spoke with Jesus on the road where they began to receive revelation of God's presence, similar, similar to Moses, experiencing God's presence with an actual burning bush. Cleopas and most likely his wife, I'm going to just say that's his wife, were no longer strangers. And they were ecstatic to go and share the good news with Jesus's other disciples that they had seen the Christ resurrected. Friends, when we accept God's invitation to come to his table with openness, to share and listen and learn, when we are open to experiencing God's presence through the Holy Spirit, whether in times of adversity or celebration, God's goodness and glory will be revealed. We are reminded that through this time and the time of communion we're about to take, that we are about to be invited in a moment by Pastor Rebecca and Pastor Yumiko to the communion table. So as we celebrate how far God has brought Wellspring, as we remember the goodness and the wonder of our God and his glory, as we wait for the future kingdom of God to be revealed, we come to this table of communion. And this table is a space that has space for everyone, that encourages truthfulness and confession. It offers mercy and love unconditionally. As we take communion together today, which we're going to have another set of instructions. So we're going to take communion together today. I want to invite you to see yourself as a guest of God, your host, and be open. Bring your genuine and honest selves to the table and experience the glory and goodness of God, his hospitality, his tender mercies, his undying faithfulness, his promise of what is and is to come. At the communion table hosted by God, we offer, he offers us a way to the kingdom community. So will you come? Will you come and take a seat at the table? It may not always be comfortable, but with God as your host, it will be enriching and faithfully transformative for you. Will you come to the table? This seat is for you. Pastor Rebecca and Pastor Yumiko.